Hey, who won the championship? <laughs> that good, huh, Joe? Mike said he ran India before you you got Maybe I saw, maybe I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the role of Kenny today. <laughs> Uh, the cop was an OnlyFans model. Yes. Uh, she she was outed when she stopped somebody who was one of her subscribers. That's that is fantastic. Wow. Governor's Mansion increase uh, revenue uh, uh, restoration costs have only gone up 80% yeah. in four months. Not much, you know. The, uh, Clee Swee is going to be sentenced. Yeah, I thought that was supposed to be at 9 this morning, and I haven't seen anything yet. Or maybe they have witness statements or whatever I'll they keep are. Looking. Uh, survivor statements, etc. That kind of thing. Not survivor. You know what I mean. Family. Are you going to tell the council about Friday? Well, you, you bitched at me yesterday. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to say anything. Yeah, I think we could tell the council. I think we, we? I think the we, council. I think we should wait till tomorrow. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> but you do what you want. It's your show. No, it isn't, well, apparently. Yeah, well, no, go, do, do whatever you want. If, if we tell the council and then it all falls apart, it'll just, the council will be on, in on us making fun of you and ridiculing ridiculing you excuse me ridiculing is the council on right now well council uh much to my astonishment we're gonna have garrison keeler in the studio and when i say astonishment is because for 40 years we've had kind of a love-hate relationship even though we've never personally met now are you you're not i've never ever hated garrison ever no i don't i, I use so this when you say we've had a love yeah, what's this week, I, I think it's savvy. maybe you because i have always liked the gary and his show and his little town on the prairie <laughs> yeah and, i've taken pot shots at keeler over the years yeah he was a fat Target. He was a big target. Oh, let's and and uh, for some reason lately, uh, he's been cooling off. Uh, I defended him in a few cases over the years. I thought it was outrageous that the Pioneer Press, 25 years ago, printed his address when he turned to, when he returned to St. Paul from living in Europe. Uh, that's when he accused me of going to his house. I never did. It's just, you know, little bits, uh, little trivial stuff over the years. But I've always admired his writing. And uh, I just think it's going to be, uh, I think it's a real coup to interview the guy. I don't think he does this very often. And uh, I, I would love to get inside his head, you know. And then he had the outs with uh, public broadcasting because he was pining after some woman on the staff. But not really. He was just writing poems about her and what have you. Uh, I just think he's a fascinating character, and I'm glad we get to talk to him. And that's scheduled for Friday, so now you know, Council, and if he's not here, uh, you also know. I don't know why he wouldn't be. Rookie set it up. Rookie met him at the airport. He was going somewhere. And, uh, they know each other casually, and Rook said, do you want to come on? 
And I had been emailing Keeler for more than a year to seek an interview on the air with him. And he never responded. So uh, this is wonderful. This you have the great. right email in all seriousness? Well, I was doing it from home. No, but I meant, do you have his correct email address? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Who knows? I contacted Motor Trend TV mm-hmm. to try to get uh, connected to media relations so we could have uh, Derek on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recommended that I try Google. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, There's got to the... be a Derek buddy in Minnesota who could set it up. Well, I'm listener. wondering. I'm wondering if I should call Mark uh, Trenberth. I don't know. Who, who the, oh, the uh, yeah, yeah, the, the painted uh, the painter guy. But I don't want to put him in a position of you know awkwardness. No, I don't think that would be awkward because the only reason Derek had him over there to do the pinstriping was because they're buddies. Right. He didn't well, pick them yeah. out of the phone book. Right. They somehow know each other. Yeah. 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 I would do it through Trendbirth. His show is so good compared to the other junk on the Motor Trend channel that he almost could have a, you know, a network show, a real show. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you today. <laughs> you have your opinion. I have mine. Let's stay friends. Yeah, well. I no, can't. no, let's let's be friends yeah, today, it's Joe. It's like your opinion, man. I don't want to fight uh, today. My wife. We you're not going to because I. I and and I encourage not. John to not be mad at me either for some I, of my. I'm not mad at you, Kenny. I'm not fun stuff I say that seems to provoke him. You're my uh, my wife bought me a thing that's hanging <laughs> in my garage that says I could agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong, and that's just kind of the way I'm looking at everything here. <laughs> I had a sign in my garage that said, "Nobody knows the trouble I've been." <laughs> I get it. Have John, did you see they there? sentenced the kid that killed the St. Paul? Uh, I have. Uh, well, I have a sign about, about that. that, Chris. We were wondering what the sentence is. Did I you find in the run? On Twitter, or where did you find that? It's on KSTP.com. What they give them? Because I've been 20, looking twenty-five years. That's the maximum. Okay. I was going to get to that before I was shouted down, but Good. that's cool too. <laughs> wow! Read me that, please. Nope. Or just, come on, hurry up, read it to me. Uh, twenty-five years for the murder of Saint Paul father, teen sentenced, seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old boy. Fuck 25, you! 25 Sorry, and a half. damn it. Twenty-five and a half. He's years. not a boy. Quit, John, quit, you don't quit have using to do that, that word for anybody. <laughs> yeah, He's I do. not a boy. Do, you don't have to, John. I do. I do. Good Kenny. thing Mary Morreale didn't have the case. Clee Swee was sentenced Wednesday morning to 25 and a half years in prison for the shooting that killed 44-year-old Michael Brazel. Just to make John mad, I'm going to say over 25 years. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, John, I made you mad. See, it's no wonder I get mad at you, Kenny. <laughs> Because I'm provoking you, <laughs> you and you alone, you bastard. <laughs> Why are we? Crying I do feel uh, I do feel a bit remorseful for going off on that GLer who wrote the email yesterday. Was that a was a way over the top reaction. Not just a bit, way over the top. Well, plus uh, the whole 
the whole thing was I, the whole yeah groundwork you of this show is we don't get angry at emails right 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 so I they and can and say believe whatever me, they want believe me I uh, well why don't we do a public apology and I why don't you <laughs> and I read uh, well I will if you give me the five seconds on I the show read, uh, <laughs> I read the emails of critics I think it's important what uh, do you remember his name no. How come you don't read our stuff? Though? He was from Hibbing. <laughs> I do remember right. that. You've never written anything in your life. Yeah. <laughs> even, when you're, even when he's told what to write, he screws it up. Where's the bracelet? <laughs> Where was it wow. found? Wow. <laughs> and it wasn't? You know how Joe. hard I want to find that thing. Mm -hmm. Joe, give me five seconds. A, 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 a give me five steps. Give me five steps. Baby. Oh, five five steps. Huh? The paper, the city pages? Highland Villager. Highland Villager. The Highland Villager. When are, gonna, when are you going to have Mishki on? you got to have Mishki on. I talk, that's a good idea. Listen, you've Do been having good guests comes on. Out. You're going to have Keeler on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's Promoting have him his, on Krabby, Joe. I don't know. He was on CCO, and he took a pretty good shot at Joe, so maybe you shouldn't. Let's, no. Yeah, a funny, a funny shot. Remember when he what called he in say? as your first guest? That was funny. I don't know. You promised not to get mad. I'm not going to get mad. He's he, doing that all in fun. Some guy he took talked about his book and stuff, and some guy called and said, "Hi, I remember when you and Sushiri used to all the time be on KSTP together." And Tommy yeah. started laughing. He said, "No, I don't think Joe and I were together on, yeah. on KSTP." And the guy said, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then Tommy went, "No, I think you're thinking maybe a Don Vogel." And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Don Vogel, that's right. He's, he was the blind one. And Tommy said, well, and, he, and I said, he said, Joe's not blind. Well, not in that way anyway. So that was that's oh, a that's, good line. That's a fun one. <laughs> that's that's a good bad. one. That was funny. And then he giggled, but Mishki giggled. Hey, Tommy, giggled. you're funny. We should have him on to save the Krabby Coffee Shop. Well, and then you guys have him. Yeah. 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 That would be fun. Logic. Yeah. I'm on GL. Well, there's no, no, that's like. He's promoting a book. I don't care. It's a book that's, you know. It would be an entertaining hour of that. I would, if I saw that on the list, I would tune into that. Like, I would listen. Yeah. Every day. That's because every, you're every among day. the seven people in this state who know who he is. Boy, um, Joe. I think if you go to social media, Joe, you're going to find your very incredible. Joe, 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 Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. You know what you're Joe, getting? Joe, you're getting the Joe. initial no. Mm -hmm. I got it. Now I wait and I sit on it. The initial no. That's like uh, 12.01. Joe, give me five seconds when you open up. Yeah, I want to apologize. For me? No, not to you. I, I'm not, never yeah. sorry for what I say. Me? We apologize to me for always making me mad. Um, <laughs> I think about it. Uh, we should have an official apology sounder. Now the Garage Logic official apology today. Bradalone's Hardware and Garden Stores. Kenny Olson. I'm ready. Wait, what are we doing? What am I doing today, Chris? It's Wednesday. <laughs> um, I Seaf? need I need a sea foam. Seaf. Actually, I just need a sea foam today. Come on, I'm going to give you a moon anyway. No, did you, you can't, get my email Joe about sea foam that I forwarded to you? Yeah, I did. I'm going to give you a Maple Grove anyway. No, you already did Maple Grove this week. I'm going to talk about Aim High Construction, MN.com. Anyway, on the schedule, Ken. what about Tri-State Bobcat? I'm going to talk about Tri-State Bobcat. I'm doing uh, motorsports. If uh, if I could interrupt for a minute, Kenny, my lawn, seriously, 
looks incredible. I'm thankful. Well, that's because it's rained every day for the past week. But there's no weeds. There's no, I mean, it's just gorgeous. Just uh, watch. Oh, professionalturf.com. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hardware and Garden Stores. Joe, I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Mm-hmm. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast <laughs> number 1164. <laughs> October 4th, 2023. She took my beer. 89 degrees on this day. That was in 1992, and 24 degrees on this day in 1935. Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushi. I have to uh, talk a couple of GLers off the ledge, but first, Kenny would like Uh-oh. to say something. I would? Well, you asked me before the show started. Oh, I was just kidding, Joe. No, uh, here's the deal. Every day I wake up, I have to figure out how to live with myself all over again. Uh, and going to bed last night, waking up today, I still couldn't get it out of my mind. Uh, I really screwed up yesterday, and I'm sincerely sorry, and I want to apologize to the emailer for hit from Hibbing for everything that I said to him. I am truly, deeply sorry. Please continue to email us. Thank you. I think he took it in the way I, most people take everything you yeah. say, which <laughs> is they don't really take it too seriously. <laughs> So I wouldn't Good. worry about it. Good. I I, it really here. did bother. It bothered me all day, all, all last night. And as soon as I woke up this morning, uh, that's all I could think about. So I'm really sorry. I truly am. We've got some GLers got out. Tape. We have some GLers out there on the ledge. And I'd like to talk them off. Willard Anger, uh, who uh, addresses his email by saying, hey, syrup shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> In our call for safety and equity on every level in front, we will just bring about we will bring just about any activity to a standstill. I speak generally here, but the impetuousness born of the failed academy, the justice system, and bad parenting catering to the whim of anyone who finds offense at what life hands them leads us to completely alter any activity based on one unfortunate set of circumstances. The marathon situation is freshest in our minds. A decision, good or bad, was made to cancel this event based on hot weather. The immediate call is to completely change the date and the rules in an attempt to accommodate this situation. In other words, if anything goes wrong, we must completely change the rules based on our particular feelings at the moment. It is not acceptable to have adversity in life. If there is, life itself must be altered. Another example, Uh, a small number of people do not wish to hear someone with an opposing view make a public speech. Amy Coney Barrett at the U of M, I think he's referring to. Instead of not going to the speech, the whole thing must be canceled. The police department has some issues. It must be abolished. Math isn't fair to those who have difficulty with the subject, so change the math. I don't like my job, so management should change company policies. Odd absurdum. Uh, Take it easy, Willard. Calm down. I, I understand completely what you're saying. 
Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and pushing back. You know what he's done? He's he switched from marathoning to uh, high competition bicycle racing, bicycle huh. riding. Oh, okay. yeah. And they so far they've never been affected by any weather events. Hmm. All right, but he wants to point out that. Uh, well, he just has a list of his grievances, and I want to talk him off the ledge too. Uh, meanwhile, the United Nations, the United States national debt has kicked over thirty-three trillion dollars. In nineteen sixty, the national debt was fifty-two percent of GDP. Today, it's one hundred and twenty-three percent of GDP. It's one thing after another, day after day, month after month, year after year, and there doesn't seem to be a damn thing you, me, or any other GLer can do about it. While I am never afraid and always pushing back, the headwinds are simply a hurricane strength that are seemingly possible to overcome. Scott from Ender Grove. Well, like Willard, settle down, Scott. Hmm. Why? Uh, I... our, our only hope is to remain steadfast. And to continue to cling to the principles of garage logic, even though they're canceling our marathons and altering the body parts of our children and failing the academy and driving up the debt. And, oh, my, I'm doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. We, we agree with Scott. What are you saying? Keep sight of the goal? Or? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I don't want, the, I don't want the, the, the hardcore GLers to be depressed. I mean, uh, okay. we're screwed. You know, just yeah. face yeah. it. <laughs> does he, so he races bicycle. Does he have one of those funky teardrop helmets? Those things are cool. I bet he does. Yeah. Say, Clee Swee is the, uh, is the bad fellow who uh, murdered Brassel. Michael He's just Brassel. a boy, according to local reports. He's just Remember a boy. back in May, this uh, this foul human being shot Michael Brassel, who Brassel, who came out of his house to question, "What are you doing, rifling around in my?" It's either his car. I think or it was his, his wife's, wife's car. His wife's car. And uh, the kid just shot him right there, and uh, he was sentenced this morning to the maximum twenty five and a half years in prison. Uh, that's good that he got the maximum. Wasn't his quote, my bad, bro, to the police? Something like that. Uh -uh. It's a good thing Mary Moriality did not have this case. That would have been another controversy. Uh, but she did not have this case. I take it uh, Choi had this case. And uh, he called it a senseless act of gun violence that tore apart a family as well as their community. St. Paul police chimed in on the crime. Our gun violence is bad. We need to fix that. But I can tell you, if you commit gun violence in this city, we are coming and we are going to find you. That was St. Paul Police Chief Axel Henry. And uh, we can be relieved somewhat that the judicial system is punishing the crime in this case. 25 and a half years was the maximum Cleese we could have received. That'll be of no consolation to Brazel's family, right? But it's better than that family having to read that a deal was struck to let this idiot out after, you know, three months in the workhouse, which is what Mary Moriality right. might have done. So, and and something uh, uh, that'll I I just got done attempting to talk a couple of guys off the wall. This is going to put them right back on it and put all of us back on it. Okay. 
because I can't keep up with our destruction. <laughs> Seattle to pay nearly $2 million after mine dies of heart attack at an address wrongly on a 9-11 blacklist. The city of Seattle will pay 1.86 mil to a family of a man who died of a heart attack after a caution note attached to his address delayed medical response. William Urich, 48, died in his townhouse in 2021 after his son called 911 and arriving Seattle Fire Department medics initially waited outside for law enforcement before entering. This mm -hmm. is according to the Seattle Times. The family alleged Urich was wrongly included on a blacklist of people known to be hostile to police and fire crews. Urich lived in the unit a couple of years before his death, and the previous tenant had been on the outdated list, according to the lawsuit filed last year. Medics were told to wait for law enforcement, the lawsuit stated, as Urich's condition worsened. His then 13-year-old son called 911 again and was told help was on the way, even though the medics were standing around outside. Wow. Medics then decided to enter the home without the police, but despite their treatment, Urich died. Once inside, medics did everything they could to save Will's life. The family's attorney, Mark Lindquist, said the family has always been grateful to the medics who broke protocol to go in and do their best. Unfortunately, they didn't break the protocol in time. Uh, according to the uh, Seattle Times, if you get on that list, it's supposed to expire after 365 days in the system. Uh, notes about the need for Seattle Police Department help because of alleged violent or threatening behavior are to be verified after every alarm dispatched to an address. Relying on addresses, Lindquist said, the family's attorney, puts renters and those who move more often at risk. Seattle agreed in August to pay $162,500 to a former 911 call center manager who in a lawsuit said he was wrongly punished for bringing up problems at work. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, what this is is the, uh, is the uh, early chapters of, the, of a list that's been floated here where uh, you would be put on a name. You, your list would be put on a name if you disagreed with what? What was that? It came it, up on this show. Because we started it off as it, this was a joke. That was we it a city count? Would... No, it was a state <clears throat> legislator. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. You were put on a list if you, was it negative comments or if you disagreed with something that they stated? Comments I think that they could see as, as racist or sexist, right? Wasn't That's that right. If That's somebody right. else sees them that way. Or homophobic or was transphobic. It, yeah. or was it that trans person that it, I don't know if the up? legislator was a trans person. Oh, Kenny's what? referring to Lee Finky. It's not Lee Finky. It was another uh, young, uh, new legislator. Yeah. Yep. From oh, the right. And she area. also worked in TV. Not that I'm not aware of. Better back the out the of larger that point is here the city of Seattle apparently already has some sort of listing system. Well, they're progressive. Where I suppose, with some justification, they're wishing to alarm the coppers <clears throat> uh, if you're on your way to an address of someone who we have found to be against the police. Uh, that we could argue about that all day. I, I don't know much more about it than that. But the point is that the closer you get to the tallest buildings, these kinds of lists will become more numerous, I predict. 
we need our GL law enforcement officer to weigh in on this. I believe it might be, and he can correct me if I'm wrong, part of the Blue Alert program. And I hear reference to this in the morning listening to the state patrol, and they call it, um, um, the dispatcher will say to the uh, trooper, have you seen the officer's safety alert regarding this vehicle? Mm-hmm. Well, which maybe means, we already have it. Which means maybe it's the same thing. I don't think they refer to it as a blacklist, though. Well, maybe the coppers have every right in the world to create their own. Yeah, it, I think it, I believe in our case anyway, and what I'm hearing is an officer safety thing, just for the safety of the officer. Wasn't the fellow who got shot on I-94, he was on that list, I think, wasn't he? Remember the guy who... You uh, might be correct, Joe. Uh, or, uh, John, yeah. They had that uh, warning about this yeah, fellow. Yeah, uh, Ricky Cobb. Him. Yes, yeah. Ricky Cobb, thank you. You're right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, speaking of the police, we have a Minneapolis police officer. I have never seen her. I can only conclude that she must be terribly attractive. She has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, we don't know that. You can cut the act there, pal, okay? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can cut the act, okay, Jay? We were, talk to Jay Coles. Uh, we were wondering yesterday, well, who snitched on her? Because she's been outed now as having this side gig. And apparently that, has that cost her her job yet? Or it might? We don't know yet. They're investigating. They say it may take a while. Under review, yes. They're having every officer (laughs) investigate this. She's under review to see if she broke police policy or guidelines by working as an erotic model. We now know how she got snitched. She stopped somebody who recognized her. (laughs) 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 She must have stopped a a uh, what do you call a person that's a A subscriber, a subscriber, (laughs) like a town council member. If they would have happened upon your only fans, a little more sauce. (laughs) The driver who recognized the officer told Fox Nine he has been following her OnlyFans page for five months. He says it took ten minutes before he figured it out. Then we were doing a little talking and checking, and I was like, "Man, she got a." She got an OnlyFans page. I'm on her OnlyFans page, he said. <laughs> How'd that stop go? Uh, Hold up. Wait, wait, wait a minute. minute. You're <laughs> on OnlyFans. Something is right. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that's kind of uh, funny because you would think uh, if her OnlyFans uh, uh, effort was successful, which apparently it, it must be, wouldn't you think the she'd have the odds would be that maybe she'd stop somebody who was a client? So I wish she'd stop me. No, what happened? How did her superiors find out, and then the public? Maybe this guy noted it or told other cops or something. He ratted her out. Why did he just? She's well yeah. respected, and she has been recognized for her police work. I bet. But she stopped a guy who turned out to be a subscriber. I don't know how, where it went from there, reporting as it word, were to Word spread be. quickly is yeah, what you're maybe saying. Maybe word spread you quickly. You know, if he would have been smart, he could have contacted her, and then they could have worked out some kind of VIP gratis <laughs> subscription right. yeah. for a couple of years. This is America. This is how that works. Let's work together to solve he, the problem. Uh, I, if you go further in the Channel 9 story, he apparently is against all of that. He said, quote, 
you can't arrest me no more. I've seen your private parts. He told Fox 9 being a cop and an OnlyFans model does not mix. I wouldn't want her arresting me. And I just saw you and your husband last night for $29.99 have sex. I can't okay. respect you or the precinct that you're working at. So apparently so this he's, is uh, this Wait a minute. Is, he's having both worlds here. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> enjoying the... Uh, Right, and then he's like, oh, "You disgust me when I watch well, you." No, he's trying to get. Out. He's just simply trying to get out of a ticket. <laughs> right, and this is I'm why the rule exists. This is why the rule exists within the yeah. Minneapolis Police Department. Exactly. This is specifically noted because mm-hmm. he could have used her OnlyFans situation as a bartering tool to get out of the ticket. It's, sounds Correct. like that's what he tried to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Motion to approach the bench, Your Honor. Yes, you in the back. I uh, would like to submit a Garage Logic OnlyFans account where we watch Kenny eating Velveeta cheese off his belly <laughs> and salmon. Oh, yeah. I would not join that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm, I'm, Something for everyone. I'm I would just not gonna, pay that. I'm quitting the show at that point. I'm, I'm going to need a, a co-star though to feed me the Velveeta. <laughs> what can you make on that site? Is that big money for an OnlyFans situation? Yes, it's it, it is. And the thing that the the well, the so teacher we, uh, we talked about yesterday on, does it weigh in her favor that she's uh, ahead, uh, uh, engaged in this photography with her husband? Does that weigh sure. in her favor? Some people do I that. I wonder. Yes. Well, it said she's free spirited, and the well, but the problem she's out. facing is there's obviously some sort of code of conduct. That, well, I would hope so. But this well, has yeah, been a way and a means it. of a lot of people to make basically this has become a side hustle for a well, lot of yes, everyday and people. They're canning school teachers who are discovered. Yeah, right. Well, and the Missouri teacher you asked yes. about how profitable it was was uh, making the equivalent of a one hundred and eighty grand a year. Uh, well, look what on, the guy just said. I watched you last night for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, you get ten people paying that much. You got what three thousand dollars in a matter of you know, minutes. Would, you know, would we get fired if, if we got caught? Would we? <laughs> if we had an OnlyFans page, you would. I would. Okay. Yeah. Listen though, this is the promotion that she needs. This is going right. to put. I, I bet her subscribers. Num- yep. Oh, I bet it's jumped like yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a good old con- it's like the Jason L. Dean thing, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. good old exactly. controversy skyrockets exactly. your sales. Try this in a small town. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> what's the Joe Reavers? What's the other one where uh, we could sign Joe up and he could wish people a happy birthday or record their oh. uh, message on their um, oh, yeah, answering machine? Yeah, what's that called? That uh, Ricky uh, Cobb does it from Super well, 70 Sports. Well, kid I used to have has enlisted some really big people for messages to his mother. Yeah, that. We should sign suits. He got Coven. Didn't he get Coven? His- he had Coven, but he also had people, do the real voices of real people. He had real people, mm. too. Cameo? Well, Coven's a real, huh? Cameo, is it called? Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, yeah, I, think called you're Cameo. Right. I think you're right, Johnny. I think it's only October 4th. There's still time to take advantage of the fall sale at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. The electric bikes are on sale, 25% off MSRP for Scoot Star. The Beach Star stepped through for $14.99. Bintelli, the gold standard in electric bikes, are on sale starting at $13.99. Bintelli scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. Are on sale starting at twelve ninety nine. Woo! That pays itself back in about uh, how many trips to the gas station? It pays itself back pretty it quickly. Eventually, 
2024 Yamaha snowmobiles in the full line of 2024 ATVs are in stock now, and they are taking reservations for winter storage for scooter and motorcycle programs starting at 270 and you get the whole deal. You get storage, including battery tendering and a full spring tune-up, the oil change, so you're already next spring. It's a wonderful, wonderful deal. Pickup and drop-off is available for an additional fee. I've done it before. It works fantastic. Great service, helmets, apparel, great people. They've been with us from the beginning at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's immediately west of Highway 97 on Interstate 30, off uh, Interstate 35, and in Burnsville near the uh, uh, near County Road 42 on the service road of life. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Yates and I ran a contest, <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, an erotic letters contest, where <laughs> I think I remember this. We would have the listeners write uh, erotic letters um, that involved us. <laughs> well, didn't he also uh, uh, request photographs? And we time? got received photographs, and it was during this time period where a lady would call me about once a week. And she'd say, and the first time it was confusing. And You're on I, the council now. I know, I'm giving them a free story. And uh, she would say, uh, talk to me. And the first time I'm like, what? And she held up her her little battery-operated device to the phone so I could hear it. <laughs> Mini-disc player? And like a I'm Sony like, Walkman or something And like I'm that. like, oh. So I talked Ooh. to her. For um, about 30 seconds or a minute. and then Again, paying not attention to the show. And then uh, this was, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, Where, what are you doing in there? Just shut up, old man. I'm taking calls. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know, I, I would actually turn him down so I couldn't hear whatever he was talking about. <laughs> ben, done that. Uh, and then she would thank me and uh, call me again the following week. And so then I had this idea. Do you remember Mercedes? Let's not use her real name yes. in this case. Let me, let me ask you something. Stop you right there. Uh, how do you know what she held up? She wasn't on a TV screen. Oh. It was going. Oh, let's see. Kenny's a seasoned veteran. I think he... <laughs> she was brushing her teeth. It was obviously oh, a toothbrush. electric toothbrush. So then uh, Mercedes was with us once a week, and she, you guys remember her voice, right? I, oh, I think you could call voice. it a, yes. a bedroom voice. Yes. She's still here. Uh, no, she's doing real estate in Wisconsin. I So I tried to talk her um, to her and I opening a business and this was before any kind of technology at all, yeah. where we would basically read penthouse letters onto <laughs> tape and then sell the tapes to people. And she wisely declined. Wow, that could have been some big money. I couldn't would believe a, my luck. Yeah, it was a million-dollar idea. But uh, she thought it was ridiculous. Not necessarily. We've kind of gotten off the beaten path here, haven't we? Well, I haven't. Back, so to, to, speak. back to only friends. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. And I'm surprised. Usually when I tell stories like that, um, Joe says, I don't believe any of it. I believe it. Yeah, I believe You're that. Lying. It's way too believable for him to be making can that we, up. Can we get going? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Roll it. Oh, we were on. You cannot stop him. So He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Me or Kenny? Oh. It's you. 
No, not me. I'm not ready. I was too busy. Well, who is it then? <laughs> it's reminiscing. He's uh, reminiscing. I guess it's nobody, Joe, so take it away. Oh, wait. Before we do that, let's make sure we all have our phones turned up and on. So when the alarms go off, our, all we can oh, see yeah, what's Oh, that's right. One phone goes off first. How do they know my number? <laughs> you know everything they about you. They know everything. Hello? I know nothing. Hello? All right, I'm, pr- I'm putting my volume up. That a boy. Yeah, I'd love if I get the time in the stamp. Yep, 122664. As recently as June, we learned that the taxpayers of Minnesota were going to pay $7.1 million to renovate the governor's mansion. And that was exacerbated by the news that uh, Walls was trying to get away with renting a... What happened? I think that's the story Kenny just told us. What? I told it to you off the air yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean, no, the off-air story, Chris? You might have to leave the room, Chris. What am I, what, what God, you guys really don't want this gig, do you? Deep down, you don't I missed want it. it. I missed yeah, it. I have no idea what's going on. I don't see the comparison, but. Walls was going to rent a place for 17 grand a month. That got poo-pooed, and they shoved him into the. University of Minnesota's residence, the house on River Boulevard, East Cliff, and that rents four grand a month, which is wow. which I'm puzzled by because we own that. Why would we have? To why are Why are we paying rent? We to ourselves. Does, does the university president, when the president lives there, pay rent? Well, I hope not. Hopefully, that thing is mortgage is paid off by now, huh? Anyway, well, no. Seven million to rent the place in June, and now it's it's uh, twelve million to renovate. I'm sorry, to renovate. So it's gone up eighty percent in four months. It's like the light rail project. Well, that's how, a big jump. What percentage jump what, is that? How much? Apparently, we're just supposed to take it all. We're just supposed to take everything that comes our way. It's a one-party state. There's no checks and balances. The people Walls is appointed generally have been incompetent. Give me your number there again. 7.1? In June, it was going to cost us 7.1 to uh, fix up the governor's mansion, the old Irvin house. Okay. And now it's uh, 12.8. You don't need to do the math. I'm reading on a number of reports that's an 80% jump. Oh, okay, 80%. In, in four months. <laughs> and, the, uh, and this is... The Department of, of of Administration will be the uh, fall people here, the fall guys. They're the ones uh, announcing this, and they say it's higher than expected bids. Well, what? How did that happen in the, in the span of four Take months? Take the lowest bid. Higher, higher than expected bids received to replace heating, air conditioning, ventilation, electric, and plumbing. Call Welter. I can guarantee you they'll do it for cheaper and better. The entire boiler and piping system is facing replacement, and much of the building's wiring dates back to the initial construction completed in 1912. But they're telling us this as though they expect us to say, 
Oh, okay. You just learned that. Well, you you guys didn't know, so okay, I, we can understand why the cost of renovation jumps eighty percent. You didn't know about the wiring. They knew about all of this. Nine, it still has nineteen twelve wiring. Yeah, but construction or remodeling already started over the summer, so this all should have been hammered out before anything began. Why not right? just cut your losses and go buy another house? Um, no. Why not? It'll be a lot cheaper than $12 million. But that's no. practical thinking. And the other problem is you ask the question, we're just supposed to expect it. Well, most people do just say, oh, okay. Inflation is, is horrible, but it's not that horrible. So um, help me out here. So these aren't things that cropped up after they, say, dug into a wall or dug up the basement these are aren't unforeseen costs, if right? You, well, they're they're selling you that idea, and you should not be buying that idea. If you'll recall, back in June, what we were told is that this is a very old place. We have to modernize it. Uh, it needs uh, it needs additional work to improve its security potential, and on and on and on. So don't tell me today, four months later that you're surprised at the piping and the pl- at the plumbing and the electric. You knew that in June. You knew that. Right. So well, you're well. lying to me. The Department of Administration is lying. And let's not kid ourselves. Seven million still a lot of money. Seven million, you could have got a nice house on Summit Avenue. Yet more than. And renovated it. This yeah. uh, Stacy Christensen person um, is saying what she said, um, that the bids for the interior work caused the increase is primarily due to the need for more extensive replacements of mechanical, electrical, and plumbing system components. I'm not, no, but you're you're on the wrong track, Kenny. All of Why? that is BS. That's you think BS. they should have known that before they even went in there? They knew this. It's not that they shouldn't have known. They knew this. Otherwise, why did they undertake the renovation? But I'm saying, why would they? They knew what our reaction would be. Why didn't they just make it an even 13 million at the get-go? Because then it would have become 26 million. Do you have the actual address? You know, all they have to I do. Don't. Okay. Uh, J- James J. Hill House, Mary Hill, and then there's another house, the third house on Summit Avenue. It used to be the Acid House, the American Society of Interior. Des- it was a design house, so it's been redone. It's for sale right now for $1.9 million. Well, that's really? where I was just going buy with. It, be- buy it all up. Because if you look at Summit Avenue, for instance, I just have it up on Zillow right now. There's not a single home on that entire street that's worth more than $3 million, right? I wrote about this in June. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I don't know what the current governor's mansion is on the property tax rolls for. But, but you're it's never, not $12 million. You're never going to get that number. 66. Correct, Reavers. Those two numbers are never going to even out. You know it that's always. True. You're always going to put way more into it than what it's worth. That's true. I mean, that's the truth in houses, cars, uh, tractors. Whatever you're restoring, you're going to put way more into it. But this, and, again, uh, is another opportunity for a failed governor to attempt to redeem himself in the public eye. And he should say, you know what, people? I think this is ridiculous. We don't need to spend this much money. Let's... Uh, Let's sell that house on the private market, and we're going to buy a house here on Summit for a million and a half, and that's that's more than 
more than enough, more than I deserve or any governor deserves. We don't need to go down this road of constantly inflating the price of the renovation. He could say that. So are those neighboring homes comparable to the governor's mansion? Matt, if we were going to do some comps here. The governor's mansion is large. What would we find the governor's mansion worth? Would you be able to sell it, make enough profit to buy another one without any additional funds? Go to the just type in the Google. Does Zillow have the price of the? uh, Type in Souchere and Governor's Mansion, and uh, I wrote what the what it was on the tax rolls for. Okay, that was in June. Uh, I can do it, but I have. Is anybody on the Zillow right now? I I am. That's why I pull up. That's why I asked to get the exact address. Oh. and the the reason the, the reason being, Kenny, the, the the most expensive piece of property I saw on Summit on Zillow was three point seven seven million, and I oh. don't know if that that's the oh. if that is the governor's mansion. Is that all? That seems really low. That's what I thought too. That's I'm why I'm reading I asked. a story from the Center of the American Experiment on this, and some of the comments are brilliant. The Dems must believe that they will be occupying the mansion for decades. In that case, they shouldn't really need electricity or plumbing. Uh, in April is when you did this. Yeah, April fifteenth, uh, the governor's mansion on Summit Avenue, but the mansion needs renovation to the tune of six point three million. Oh, is it six point three? Oh, yes. they even shoved that number up now. Yes, but somewhere in there, I had what it's on the uh, property. The old tax urban mansion over. on Summit is on the tax rolls, not even for two million. Right. Uh, let me scroll down here. Well, Heat you, and you air buried air the lead, didn't you? No, I don't bury leaves. I'm not Patrick. <laughs> Heat and air conditioning, as well as electrical, aren't part of the Green New Deal, right? They should just tear them out. They can stay warm or cool by just wishing it. Wishing well, it th- away. this is contrary to the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal will have the government regulating your thermostat. So why do you need this kind of $12 million renovation for heat and air conditioning? I have verified. Thank you, Mike, member of the town council. It is the $3.7 million uh, piece of real estate. That is the governor's mansion. And that's the Zillow report for it so, that I mentioned okay. earlier. Okay, so it's $3 mil and it's going to cost, what did we just say? $13 mil to upgrade it? 12 and change, Kenny. Let's be diplomatic oh, here. Oh, you are going to be, oh, that's painfully upside down. You know, there's another way to look at this, but it's the government. It's Sensum. What? No. It's Sensum's razor. Is it Sensum's razor? Hold on, let me get it up here. Because here, I, <laughs> but Sorry here about again, that. here again, logic cannot prevail <clears throat> because any matter of in the public domain will have to include so many other factors. Here, here it is as written: the absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class who advance public matters which are disguised as something for the greater good, but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. This is an example. Yes, it is. The example would be, logic would say, look, you initially budgeted this at $6.3 We don't care what you're finding. Figure out a way to stick to your $6.3 million budget. End of story. But the problem is, not that I disagree. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. If, in fact, the wiring presents a danger, if, in fact, the plumbing presents a danger, then then apparently you will have to adjust your plans and only spend the $6.3 million on electric and plumbing. 
But who is going to do that? And you don't do get that? a new bay window. But who's going to do that? But that's because it's Sensum's razor. Right. Logic cannot be offered or used. They won't use it because they have no accountability. There is no consequence for them to more to go over 80% of their budget. They suffer no consequences. You, as a homeowner, if you uh, put out a bid to redo the electricity in your house and it came in at 80% higher, you would cease the project. You would right. find another vendor. Like, hang on. You would make you would say, okay, let's you not get another put, job. Let's not put electricity in those three rooms. You'd you'd come up with answers that would address the problem. They don't have to in the public class. There's no one to slap their hand. No one. And they just keep taking advantage, advantage, advantage of the taxpayer. Where the logical answer to this is, okay. You got us all on board for the renovation. We we want the governor's mansion to be a nice house and representative of Minnesota. And it's a handsome establishment. It's on Summit Avenue. And that seems to be a very fitting place for the governor to live. And we get all that. Taxpayers of Minnesota probably would have said, we're on board. Make it safe. Fix it up. Okay, it's going to cost us $6.1 million to fix it up. And even then... That that stirred some controversy because you're saying six point one million. Well, the house ain't worth six point one million, but we still bought it. We said six point one million, so they go ahead with it. But now, as and it was inevitable, it was inevitable that this would happen. Now they're coming back and saying, "Whoops, we took some plaster off a wall in the kitchen, and that wiring's pretty old. We're going to up the price eighty percent." Since June, 80%. And we now, the same people, the mass of us who went along with it, we have no recourse now to say stop. We don't go along with it. We have no recourse. We have no, we have no horse in this race. We have no one to speak for us. Some Republican legislators will say this is an outrage, but they can't get anywhere. Yeah, they already did, and you're right. They're getting nowhere. They can't get anywhere. So this is right. this is just the way we're used by this this government, and 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 it wouldn't be it, Walls is no different than it would have been any other governor. Uh, I've told you this story before. Rudy Rudy Perpich might have been different. Rudy Perpich clamored to make improvements in that house, and I told you one day he called the press over to his. Of the house. Yeah. I want you to see what I'm putting up with, he said. And he took us up to the attic and he had glue, he had taped a garden hose to a hole in the roof and was draining it into a five gallon bucket. It was great theater. It was great theater. But and Rudy was acting at the time on behalf of his scorned wife who wanted some new carpeting and was, was criticized for that. Lola was ridiculed for that. And and Rudy being the guy he is jumps to the defense of his wife and said, My wife wanted some carpet. Well look what else we're dealing with. My point being that as recently as Rudy Perpich 
there was a there was an opportunity for engagement there. There was a there was a governor with his ear on the with a, who knew what the pulse of the state was. He he was a he was a dentist from Hibbing. He had a real job. He knew what a dollar meant, and he he was able to to bring the flock of the ink stained wretches over, and we all got a great kick out of it. And it softened the impact of the whole thing. And I don't recall the out. Uh, I don't recall the outcome. I'm sure. I'm sure he received some improvements in the house to keep it safe. Now along comes this freeloader, Walls, who probably, I don't even know if he owns a house anymore. And he has. Does he have a residence in South Dakota? We discovered that. I don't know that that's true. And, Mm. and here he comes and he doesn't even have the, the, the wherewithal or the sense of humor or anything to say, come on over and see what we're putting up with. Nothing, nothing like that. And so he's blowing his chance to step in here and act on behalf of the Minnesota citizen. Right. He, he, he's apparently incapable of it. And so here you are. We're stuck with it. It's now going to co- And if that's 80% today, this is upon the discovery of what they think they need to do. What more are they going to discover? Because I guarantee you it's going to be more than 80%. This is so partisan. It wants, It'll make you puke. Um, of course, the Democrats, um, Melissa Hortman, oh, she doesn't have a concern. Not That's a fine. Uh, but like you said, a couple of Republicans did speak up. Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson from East Grand Forks and uh, Minority Leader in the House Lisa DeMuth from Cold Spring. She also spoke up. Um, are we given, have you found anywhere a list of the contractors that they're using? No. I'm assuming it's going to be um, labor, uh, excuse me, union labor. Well, I would think so. But here's and, another, here's another oh, way. Here's, just here's, let me ask one question, and this might be insensitive, but I have to get it off my chest anyway. Do you think any of these bids were padded a tad bit because the job is for the state of Minnesota? Of course I do. I don't even think yeah, but you a- also run the risk of... Uh, cons- ABC Construction realizing that and to get the bid goes a little bit lower so they don't. I would think they would do that, Matt, that they wouldn't pad the bid, that they'd come in as close to right on the dollar as possible so they could be held in high esteem. I don't know. You know how else they get us, though? $12 million is pocket change compared to the incompetent people Walls had running the food fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they right. get us with these... Well, twelve million. Hell, it costs two hundred and fifty million to pretend you were feeding children. Yeah, it's almost a cliche, isn't it? That you just go ah, another twelve million. That's exactly nothing the budget because we've been conditioned. We've been tra- yeah. conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. I've been sent by the uh, Zillow's one of Zillow's newest employees, who's also a town council member. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stats on that mm-hmm. uh, ten thousand six Summit Avenue mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. The property taxes. Twenty-seven thousand seven hundred six, and the assessment was four point eight million. Mm-hmm. And it's it, twenty twenty. It was three point five million. Twenty twenty one, four point one. <laughs> I just, I just had a ridiculous thought. How much was that budget surplus we had? Eighteen billion. <laughs> Twelve or thirteen is pocket change. This, re- this incompetent foof has blown that. Oh my goodness. How do you do anything but laugh? Oh, my word. You laugh to keep from crying. I think that's what they're counting on. 
I think you're right. Million. Yeah. 12 million, that's not going to bother what are, Yeah, what are they going to do? What's their number? Oh, that's well below their number, sure. They're hoping to push us past the point of outrage. Yeah. Wow. Well, and they've succeeded. Yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> when I say all I can do is laugh, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in real life, you don't do this. You you say, you sit down at the kitchen table and you say, well, then we're not going to run a wiring to the basement this year. This We just can't do it in this in this bid. We just can't afford to. Maybe two years from now we'll do that. That's that's how we do it. We do it in the increments when we can afford it. Or you, know, you buy half the windows. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, Kenny, that's how the Kenny, normal people. Kenny said the word afford. Here's another way they look at it. They say, well, we can afford this. It's only 12 minutes. It's not their money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Take a break and let's have Johnny. There at the beginning of this topic. I knew that was going to be the first thing you were going to ask. Well, I want to know. Well, what was it? I don't very get very dispiriting. I don't get the comparison. What, what, what were you laughing about? I was trying to be hidden so you didn't see me. I know, but what was going on? Based upon Kenny's story, you opened up with the word exacerbate. Oh. And we all looked at each other. <laughs> oh. And I, I was trying not to be a oh, distraction. I missed it. Or I would have done the exact I, same thing. I didn't catch that. So that's why I was. Exacerbate? Right. He was exacerbating. Kenny just told us a story. Vigorously. The story. I'm in Kenny with said, I'm in with Reavers, and I would have done the same thing, and I caught it, had I been listening to you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I was well, counsel. Counsel, if it, if someday we're not here, you'll know why. Right. Because I'm I'm getting tired. They'll never of this find BS. his body. Counsel. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> never find his body. Absolutely ridiculous. The story Kenny said had nothing to do with exacerbate. But it rhymes. Exacerbate means to make things worse. Which is apparently what I did. Yes, you did. And the other one is to exacerbate. The other one is to make things better. Temporarily, anyway. True. Very true. No (laughs) truer words have ever been spoken. Till the guilt sets in. (laughs) Yeah. I've got my sea foam ready. What? Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. serious sea foam question. Serious sea foam question. Go ahead. I can help. I'm the man. I'm unclear <laughs> as to uh, the efficacy oh, of, I got about a half a can left of just regular sea foam. Yeah. Can I pour that in the crankcase and then change the oil after the engine gets good and hot? Yeah, do it. Um, but. Drive it maybe fifty to hundred miles. Try, you know, put some miles on it. Get that That's, thing good. And, it's gonna it's gonna lessen the viscosity of the oil. That's not gonna make any difference. It's gonna go to work right away, attacking all that sticky carbon, and uh, that will help. That we do advise putting in the, actually a whole bottle before an oil change. I'm gonna change. do it on the yeah. one on the Triumph I just got. Uh, yep, do that. The oil dipstick registers perfectly, but the oil is very dark and I don't think it's been changed for a long time. This your so, engine will thank you. So I want to get an oil change as soon as possible and I think I'll precede the oil change by adding sea foam to Let's the crankcase. Let's just go live with this. Let's yeah. do this. Are you ready? Mhm. 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The mayor, the fireworks commissioner, the former AM 1500 good guy, Joe Souchere, has a question regarding seafoam. Just acquired a car. The dipstick registers very well, but the oil is dirty, and the oil pressure is not what I'm accustomed to in a car like this. And I think I want to get the oil changed as soon as possible, but I think I'll precede that by adding seafoam directly to the crankcase. That, my I think friend, it will help. is a brilliant move and highly recommended by seafoam. And I do that with all of my vehicles, no matter what the mileage is, about 100 miles or so, 500 miles before an oil change. I dump in a whole can of seafoam right into the oil filler's cap deal. I'm going to do it. Get her good and warm. And then that helps break up all the carbon deposits and all the ick down there in the crankcase. And then you pull that drain plug and it all flushes out. And it but makes it'll your... lower the viscosity of the oil, but so what? Yeah, it won't. It won't. And you're only going to use a half a can. Well, I, if you're recommending a whole can, I'll get some more. Use your half can up, okay. and then you can have a fresh can on the shelf. Yeah. Um, just dump it in and go. That's what we do. You either put it in the gas tank or right in the crankcase. It cleans and lubricates critical engine parts so your engine runs better. It lasts longer. And the great thing about seafoam, the engine treatment, man, you cannot get away from it. You can't hide from it. I see it in grocery stores right oh, yeah. next to the chips and yep. the uh, the headache pills and the whatnots. It's right there. Velveeta. Uh, yeah, it's right there with the Velveeta. Uh, both Such and I, we lean on seafoam virtually every day of our motorized life, and there's a reason for it. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. I'd like to uh, say as a public service announcement, this newscast will not contain the word exacerbate. Okay. Thank you. In sports notes, Twins broke their long record-breaking playoff loss streak yesterday with a 3-1 to win over the Toronto Blue Jays. They can move on in the playoffs with a win today against Toronto at Target Field. Game They're going time. to. They're going to. How do you like that? I certainly hope so. Game starts at 3.38. We're recording this at about noon, so if you plan on watching it, it'll be on ESPN. Once again, what uh, happened? Correa made a hell of a play yesterday. Oh, yeah, Just really one was. of the finest plays you'll ever see. Did you the see crowd? how far he ran mm -hmm. to get to that ball? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. reminiscent of the Jeter play. In and did he run yeah. the replays? Yeah, many of the many of the replays of that play don't even show him coming into the frame yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's yep. still racing towards the ball. If you have a young baseball player, I have two in my home, and show them that play and say, this is why you always back up your teammate right there. Thanks, Coach. I'm serious. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll pass that along to Gabe. <laughs> uh, I thought the crowd played uh, a major part. It was yep. so fun, it was fun seeing that ballpark full and full of rowdy, loud fans. That, that have been with cool. them all year. And that today, have been with them all year. Yeah. Today you'll have the cold. <laughs> And I don't care if game. they paid three bucks to get in. It was fun <laughs> seeing every seat full. Yeah. How about that big crowd in Tampa? 19,000. 19, Lowest crowd ever for a playoff Whoa. game. Wow. That that's amazing? cynical. Jeez. That's a baseball town. <laughs> in news notes, law enforcement officials around the state are sounding the alarm when it comes to issuing gun permits to current and active marijuana users. 
Now, under state law, a person 21 years and older using cannabis products cannot be denied the right to own or possess a gun, even if they're using cannabis for medicinal purposes. The new regulations directly go against federal law, which prohibits current and active cannabis users from owning or possessing firearms. Rick Hodson's the general counsel for the Minnesota Sheriff's Association. He says they've been waiting months for some kind of clarification, but they have been left in the dark with little guidance from the state. Hodson said the sheriffs and police chiefs in the state have to decide which law they want to break. Olmstead, Olmstead County Sheriff Kevin Torgerson has made up his mind he will lean on federal laws by denying gun permits for active cannabis users. Hodson says federal cases that have addressed that thus far have said it's not a Second Amendment violation to have those kinds of prohibitions in place. Under the new law, the state is working to expunge low-level marijuana convictions, which means it will no longer be a factor in gun permits. Just last month, Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals opinion ruled that banning a person from carrying a weapon based on past drug use is deemed unconstitutional. Hodson says an expungement doesn't necessarily mean your firearm authority is restored. Okay, I'd like you to clarify something. I hope yes, you can. I, I did right. not see. Where did you find this piece, by the way? I believe I took that from Channel 5, Eyewitness okay. website. Yes. Okay. Is that just for the permit to carry, or is it also for the permit to purchase? And I'll say also say the permit to carry also allows you to purchase, but you can get separately if you don't carry a permit to purchase. The laws, is that confusing? The laws deny gun permits is the way it's written. So hmm. it would involve just permits, it sounds like, right? Hmm. Yeah, but there's two permits. Oh. I think Hunter Biden has his eye on this controversy. <laughs> 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 and if He's I remember attention. right, mm -hmm. it's just a question on the form you fill out. There's no oh, tests involved. If, if you, you use, right? Yeah, you don't pee into a bottle or anything. No, yeah, you, just, you right. just answer the question. Well, why not just lie then? Joe. Because oh. this is garage logic, oh. we we don't lie unless oh, okay. it's to our wives. Yeah. Right, then that's okay. Oh, wow, you look you look great. No, they don't make you look fat. Come on, honey. In other news, a woman charged in a deadly hit and run crash in Bloomington in January was sentenced to less than three years in prison Tuesday afternoon. 28-year-old Michaela Ness of Oakdale had previously pleaded guilty to two counts of vehicular homicide and one count of criminal vehicular operation. One of the teens she hit died. The other is still suffering from injury she sustained in that crash. The mother of the victim, Marsha Fugit, shared a tearful statement describing life without her son before the sentencing. 17-year-old Donald Gayton Jr. and his 14-year-old sister, Tamia Gayton, were walking along 12th Avenue South in Bloomington when they were hit by Ness. Donald Gayton Jr. died from his injuries and his sister survived. After the sentencing, she said the sentence was not long enough for the crime that was committed, that being the mother. The Ramsey County Board approving spending $2 million to start a pilot project that would change the way the current cash bail system operates. Under the plan, Ramsey County Attorney John Choi said only low-level offenders would be eligible for the new project. Choi said the cash bail system, uh, this is a quote, not me saying this, the cash bail system sucks. I mean, if you're poor, it's not fair. It really isn't. It was set up for people with money. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to mitigate the harmful impact by making a more fair process, end quote. How's so that different, John, from the Freedom Fund? John Choi, you're asking, right? Not me, right? I'm asking you. Me. How's it different from the Freedom Fund? No. 
I guess it is different because this would be a state policy. Doesn't the Freedom Fund pay bail? That's right. This is trying to eliminate bail. This is trying to eliminate bail, yep. What's the money going towards? The $2 million? Yeah. Uh, You have to have have studies. Oh, I see. Check it on out. Studies aren't free. Yeah. Choi said a suspect arrested for a low-level criminal offense like drugs or theft would be evaluated by a computerized system when they're booked into the county jail, and then an authorized person would decide to keep the suspect in jail or send them home before their first hearing before a judge. Oh, I wonder who that authorized person would be. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, as you talked about a bit, the Star Tribune reporting the cost of renovating the governor's Summit Avenue residence has doubled to almost $13 million. According to the State Department of Administration, which is overseeing the project, 6.3 was the original cost, and uh, that's gone up to 13 mil in a letter to legislative leaders on Friday. Department of Administration Temporary Commissioner Stacy Christensen told them about the latest cost estimate of 12.8 million and asked for feedback. Well, you'll get feedback. Why don't we take a break here? We'll be back with more news right after this. Rook, when we bump back, I need one from you. Um, sorry, Johnny, I forgot to let you know. Oh, that's fine. Well, I, well everybody was gabbing. I thought I'll just send you. Rook, will note. you give me a Minnesota Masonic, mm-hmm. please? Dill uh, got his check from the state yesterday, and he doesn't really follow the news very closely because he thinks they're all crooked. And he said, why did I get 260 bucks?" I, I said, well, it was a, a rebate because we had all that money in a the thing there, uh, you know, stored. And he said, well, I don't remember the story that much, but wasn't it like in the billions we had? I said, as a matter of fact, Dylan, it was $18 billion. And he went, and I got 260 bucks. Yeah, don't spend that. it all in one place. <laughs> That was an interesting interview uh, with him that he uh, tweeted out. Oh, yeah, that was. It was I cool. found that to be fascinating. I st- I told him I said, "Do you mind if when I retweeted I say?" But he didn't mention how much his father taught him. <laughs> he did give mom and dad you know, he, a he always big does, yeah. salute. A big he salute. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He always does. Yeah. These comments on the governor's story are pretty good. You you could build a whole new place for thirteen. You could tear that oh, place geez. down, yeah. repl- and put a place up on the same site. Who would do that? Or do, do you, you could really? buy the house that's across the street for one point nine five million. Do you guys really feel that fully renovated? Yeah. Do you really truly think that we should sell the governor's mansion, which we've had forever, right? And the old, the, the buy one some befo- new place? The one before this one was uh, right by in Como Park. It was on either Midway Parkway in Hamlin, I think, or Commonwealth. And it has two lion things in front of it. It was just, it's on a corner, not super impressive. And they moved out of that. When Why don't Irvine's we don't just do convert some old hellhole duplex in Frogtown <laughs> and... Uh, there you go. There. See if or, he can get to sleep tonight with the gunfire. Or why not live in an apartment on University Avenue, which is what he's, you know, the sustainability crowd doesn't want you right. to even own right. a house. 
<laughs> that's that. I like that. Yeah. They tore down North Dakotas a few years ago. Built a new one. North Dakota's was a, ugly, though. It was a sod hut. I mean, they just filled in the <laughs> hole. It was an old brick building built. It had to have been built in the 40s. I have no idea. It looked horrible. Just It was like a bad apartment building. We ready? Yeah. Surely, surely. Rookie ready? Yeah. Rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Zuchere. Fiduciary responsibility, Joe. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any at the state, but you know what? I bet they really, really are tight with their money at Minnesota Masonic Charities. I don't mean tight by being frugal. I mean they spend their money wisely. They invest in the people in Minnesota, young children, middle-aged children, elderly. They do it all. If you would like to learn more about the great things that they do with the money that they have, and they're always looking for more money, by the way, because they want to pay it forward. They are a garage logic, common sense outfit, have been for hundreds of years, specifically this one, Minnesota Masonic Charities, since 2006. If you'd like to learn more, the secret is out on their website at mnmasoniccharities.org. Again, all you're going to find is common sense and fiduciary responsibility, minnesotamasoniccharities.org. Thank you, Rook. Uh, the uh, tornado sirens are being tested now in my neck of the woods, so that means we'll have two different tests today, huh? Either that or maybe you're having a tornado warning. Tornado, yeah, you never know. Huh. Another news speaker, Kevin McCarthy, as expected, voted out of the job yesterday, the first in U.S. history, forced by a contingent of hard-right conservatives and throwing the House and Republican leadership into chaos. McCarthy told lawmakers in the evening he would not run again for speaker, putting the gavel up for grabs. Well, McCarthy enjoyed support from most Republicans in the slim majority, eight Republican detractors. Many of the same hard-right holdouts who tried to stop him from becoming speaker in January forced him out. The moments after he was uh, uh, voted out by a 216 to 210 vote, a top McCarthy ally, Representative Patrick McHenry from North Carolina, took the gavel and, according to House rules, was named Speaker Pro Temp to serve in the office until a new speaker is chosen. The House then recessed as lawmakers met privately to discuss the path forward. They'll be taking a week off to try to figure it out. Reports say Steve Scalise was calling colleagues last night to gauge support he might have to be Speaker. And this morning, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio told reporters he is running for Speaker of the House. Uh, Jordan, the top Trump ally and chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, has ruled out running for Speaker in the past. Uh, Donald Trump has dropped off the Forbes 400 rich list of Americans wealthiest people, the magazine Aww. announced. <laughs> Forbes said with an estimated $2.6 billion fortune, he's about $300 million shy of the cutoff for the annual measurement that Trump has, in their words, obsessed over for decades, relentlessly lying to reporters to try to vault himself higher on the list, end quote. Forbes listed Tesla, X, and SpaceX's Elon Musk as the richest person in the United States. Estimated net worth of Elon Musk, $251 billion. Four students and another person wounded when gunfire erupted outside a crowded homecoming event at Morgan State University in Baltimore. Sent students on a dash for cover and a SWAT team into a dorm to hunt for suspects. 
Hours after the Tuesday evening attack, police no longer believed it was an active shooter situation, though they hadn't found any suspects, and they say they're still investigating. As of this morning, Baltimore Police Commissioner Richard Worley said in a news briefing there was no suspect description by early today. All the injuries were non-life-threatening in those shootings. We're going to have... I should turn that on. We're going to have a phrase, you know, where we used to say we're not Detroit, the Cleveland tourism video. We're going to have to start saying at least we're not Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Did you guys read the story on math proficiency in the Baltimore public education system? No, but I think it's down. It's basically zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zero. I can attest to that. John, are you aware of the woman who uh, was uh, stealing in Philadelphia? Her name is Meatball. Meatball. I'm she's a TikToker. Hey, Joey, Meatball. She's a TikTok influencer. Her name is Meatball, and she videotaped the uh, the carnage. Uh, I think her name is Deja Blackwell. She's 21. She filmed and followed a mob of looters as they broke into a series of stores, including at least an Apple store and a Lululemon. She broadcasted the incident to her 181,000 followers on Instagram, and police inc- arrested her for encouraging the incident. And uh, her lawyer said that, well, that's racist to arrest her. Oh. That's just how she do? Yeah, that's just what she does. No, she was encouraging people to do this, and then she filmed it. But it's racist. Her name is Meatball. Meatball. She mm. live, live streamed herself showing a mob breaking into stores and said that any criticism of her is racist, according to her lawyer. Any criticism. Wow. Okay. On the uh, other and then side. You had, I'm sorry, John. And then yeah. you had a video that's widely being circulated of a, uh, a woman at a uh, Walmart who was taken to the floor by a Walmart security because she was stealing. And she just keeps screaming, Walmart is racist. Ah. Okay, you know what? We can't fix this. I don't think that's fixable. I have the uh, the actual story, John. Yeah. Uh, this is from foxbaltimore.com. At 13 Baltimore City high schools, 13 high schools, zero students tested proficient on 2023 standard testing. Zero. Zero students. Holy they, mackerel. They finally lowered themselves to uh, our standards, Matthew. Yeah. Wow. That's us, buddy. Here we go. Those are my peeps. <laughs> Not one single student. Joe, what was, the out- yep. what was the outcome, Joe, with this Walmart story? What happened? Do you know? She was arrested, wasn't she? She was arrested. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the arresting but people just, are racist. She's screaming in a horrible way that Walmart's racist, Walmart's racist. So does that mean... I don't think black people believe that because they're black, they get to steal. No. no. All of the black people that I know know that they have to pay for the products. All of the black people I know pay. Right. It's not a matter of I'm white, white black, or it's I'm It's Asian. money. It's green. It's green, Matt. It's a green issue. Yeah, yeah. Cash right. money. Cash money. Cash money. There, there is, while well, we're talking about viral videos, there's a good one from Philadelphia. Have you seen this? Where the mom is in her car with her kids, yep. and the horde of bikers goes by, and one of them stops and tromps on her back windshield, and right. she gets out and starts giving him hell. He head bumps her with his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up pushing him over on his bike, and at any minute you're expecting her to get killed by either him or some of the other bikers. Uh, and she never does. The outcome I saw an interview with her was that she thought she might die, but everything turned out okay. 
and she felt good knocking the biker over. And I felt good when she knocked the biker over too. So uh, well, I, like, I like that story only because she got out of the car and fought back. And I'd only interject that when you say biker gang, you get the image of the Harley people. This oh, no, no, bad. no, 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 no. These no. were just a failed academy youth riding around on dirt bikes. Just dirt bikes. It was, yeah. And the kid who jumped out of a car looked like he was about 15 body-wise. Right. You couldn't right. see his face. but he These like are he uh, people with no moral or ethical framework. Right. Yes. So there you go. Uh, in uh, other news... After decades of progress, uh, this isn't good for us old folks, life expectancy here in the U.S. is going downward. Among no, wealthy, they're going to be okay. <laughs> among wealthy nations, the U.S. in recent decades went from the middle of the pack to being an outlier, and it continues to fall further and further behind. A year-long examination reveals the erosion in lifespans is deeper and broader than widely recognized, afflicting a far-reaching swath of the U.S., Opioids and gun violence are, of course, part of the problem, but chronic diseases are the greatest threat, killing far more people between the ages of 35 and 64 every year than it ever has. Heart disease and cancer remain, even at the height of the pandemic, the leading causes of death for people 35 to 64. And uh, other conditions, private tragedies that unfold in U.S. households have become more common, including diabetes and liver disease. According to the study, sickness and death are scarring entire communities in much of the country. The geographical footprint of early death covers a swath that goes to the South and Midwest. Working age people are dying at a higher rate than 40 years ago. The trail of death is so prevalent that a person could go from Virginia to Louisiana, then up to Kansas by traveling entirely within counties where death rates are higher than they were in the 1970s. Well, I don't want to take that route. I would take yeah, a different route. Different route. Yeah. Make a move, Joe. I'd, I'd make, make a, a move, move quick. No, I'm taking the longevity move. <laughs> uh, story Take the from, long cut home. Story from my people in Bismarck, North Dakota. George Demarius pulled a gun on a customer at McDonald's after the customer refused to buy him a Big Mac and a Happy Meal on Saturday. Mm. According to the arresting affidavit, the customer was going to the Burnt Boat Drive McDonald's in Bismarck for lunch around 12.48 p.m. When Demarius approached him, asked the customer if he could buy him a Mac and a Happy Meal. The customer then told Demarius to go get a job and walked into the restaurant. He pulled a, <laughs> then pulled a gun on the customer. According to the arresting affidavit, the customer uh, went, uh, oh, let's see, never mind, paragraph I just read. Way to proofread. Police arrived soon after at the restaurant and were able to locate Demarius. Officers were able to locate a black Taurus Model G3 9mm handgun, which Demarius had hidden in a stroller that was holding his one-year-old daughter. Oh, cute. He was a taking, play gun. He was taking, God, have you ever been there? Uh, to that, McDonald's? to that McDonald's? I mean, I've been to that block. I've never been to that McDonald's. Just wonder if you're at that McDonald's. I, uh, you know what? Well, I better not nice say one. what I'm thinking because when you talk about McDonald's, sometimes it's bad for your career. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, a who was with the Marius at the time of the incident was also arrested at the scene after she gave law enforcement a false name when they were interviewing her. Can I just sing one line? That's sure. just the way it is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun, he says. <laughs> Get, Get a, a job. job. <laughs> was so that the Bruce Hornsby or the range? range? That was Bruce that was the range. So the guy outside the restaurant said, hey, pal, buy me a Big Mac. Yes, and a whatever, Happy Meal. And That's aggressive for the kid. Get a job. 
and uh, and the guy followed him with a gun. That escalated quickly is what you're saying. I would have politely yeah. given it the old, oh, I don't have any money, oh, and you're going into McDonald's to buy something. <laughs> but he's got but, one but of those. there's a mitigating factor here. What's what is the uh, mitigating yes, factor, as I would put it? The kid in the stroller. He's going to get the Happy Meal. Well, he's he's in dire straits is what you're saying. But maybe the kid was hungry. But right. the kid is packing heat with the stroller host holster. No, not the baby. He just oh, used we don't the know stroller that. to hide the gun. The kid was hiding a gun. The kid can't be <laughs> right. trusted. Get a cigarette going. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac. I'll take the Big Mac. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you got to feed the kid? Why'd you yeah. say to the guy, look, there's other ways to feed I'm going to get your kid something, but I'm not getting you anything. Right. And then he probably still would have got shot. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this story has a bad ending, but the oddness of it, I just feel I must report it. Happened in Oklahoma. A woman dead after authorities say she was hit by an airplane while mowing the lawn. 27-year-old Samantha Hayes was on a lawnmower at the Broken Bow Airport at McCurtain County last Friday afternoon, according to the Oklahoma Highway Patrol. At the same time, a 1972 Bonanza A36 piloted by a 70-year-old man was coming in to land on the runway. The pilot descended the plane, landed, and after touching down, officials said he saw Hayes on the lawnmower. According to authorities, the pilot tried to pull up the plane, but the wing struck Hayes in the head. Oh, I hate when that happens. She was pronounced dead at the scene, the pilot. Oh was uninjured this was silence a, a grass, what about a, a grass landing strip i wonder uh it, it would appear so i well, would have had so. to have there's been. there's a lot of areas i've i got to land in a couple of grass uh, landing strips in north dakota which well the person at fault here is the air control tower operator well you're assuming there's a, it's a smaller there's, town there's yeah. sounds like a barney fife airport there's so many varieties of landing strips because you, you probably know. wouldn't want to cut the grass during peak landing. No, that well, would be that would be something you ought to be looking right. out for. Nobody's addressing the real question here. Was the airplane okay? Well, the guy was. It said the pilot was okay. Well, who cares about him? What about the plane? Those things are expensive. That's a 72. Come on, how expensive can it be? Uh, it's got a front nose. It looks like retra uh, retracting landing gear. It's, the, it's expensive. Uh, I landed twice in grass fields, Chris, and there was no tower or anything. You just oh, you just had to land, Chris. You look around. I see. You look around. You do a flyby sure. like Maverick, and nice. uh, if everything's like, okay. Like Maverick, negative. Yeah. There, the pattern is Chris. fall, man. All right, Johnny. <laughs> let me tell you something. You uh, you need a garage door guy on that list of guys you have next to the in the telephone closet. Remember those mm -hmm. telephone oh, closets? Yes. Uh, yes. You don't remember that? You're I too young. Too. Yeah, you I close do. the door, the light goes on. Yeah, but you got Monkey a closet, the and then in there you. You got all your guys in uh, under garage. You should have precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. Now it's just not one guy. You get the whole family. Can you find him in the yellow pages? No, you get <laughs> it, you put it in your phone closet. Okay, okay. They're they're a whole GL family. They uh, serve the metro and western Wisconsin. They don't charge extra for weekend visits. They cover everything. I've been getting great emails from people who have found their work to be absolutely pleasant and competent and professional and timely and affordable. They even uh, they'll provide the garage door in the event you need a new door. And the rollers and the springs and the, uh, the lights inside the garage and the yeah. remote in your car. They get all of that stuff worked out. They're really, really good people, and they get great reviews on Google. Five-star. I bet there's not a higher review than five-star. Probably not. On Google. So put this in your uh, in your telephone closet. 
It's the garage door business you've been looking for because you need one garage door business. There's a million of them out there, but you need one you can count on. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You can go online and find precisiondoormn.com or you can call Precision Garage Door at 612-263-6985. Would you like a bit of bubbly? No. Hey. hey, I got my alert. Yeah, scare the crap it's, out of you. It's only 118. <laughs> oh, mine's going off. Got mine. Okay, enough. Oh, my God, stop. North I, America. I took second. Oh. oh, there's mine. There's mine. How do I stop it, Chris? That's I just annoying. shut my phone off. Chris is with the noise. I got mine. I got mine. I got my alert. I got my alert. Joe won. Joe won the race. I won. won. I got the first alert. I was the first loser. What are you, William Cannon? I was the second loser. Well, that was fun. I knew it would be. (laughs) I knew it would be. It's early, though. Maybe we really are being attacked or something. Wait a minute. How did you? Were you recording that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to go on longer. I meant William Conrad, didn't I? He did the first alert ads, right? Um, do you guys have any government or student loan questions at all? No. Well, you can find out more information at this website. You can sign up for the SAVE plan at studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Studentaid-gov studentaid-gov. Studentaid.gov slash safe. It's a long oh, never And remember, <laughs> you got to play that. Wow. I was trying to find a story that I could have snuck that in with Johnny's news, but I he didn't really. Open. I'm going to ask you when we come back. I'm going to see. I have some questions about the student loan. Me program. too. I think oh, I'm just a thing to help you. Jesus, H. God. But the squint, the squinting. You know when he's in trouble is when he starts to squint to read the teleprompter. What's up, squints? Hey, who's Caitlin Higg? She is a Hubbard receptionist. For a million dollars. I need my dollars. desk pad. Yeah. Then respond to her. What do you do? Well, you don't need to do it right now. Desk pad? Oh, the calendars? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet they didn't. Oh. oh. Check your email. She just emailed us, Kenny. Oh, I'm so excited. This is the best part of my year when I Me get too. these. I well, love the new these. calendars are in. <laughs> the new phone books I am here. responding I love right that all now. of you guys respond. order a backup one, too. Two of them. Never know. You never know. Never know when you're going to need a backup desk calendar. I am ordering two right now. One of my favorite comments ever was a couple years ago when Kenny said, Oh, good. Time for the Christmas bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't, uh, don't uh, downplay that. You know, that was, uh, (laughs) that was always a treat as to who got to rip off the monthly page. Of the desk calendar that we had in the wall in the oh, old yeah, radio yes. studio. And then we would mail it or... No, the best was I got you. <clears throat> Remember we went to the opening of the exchange? And I said, hey, because yes. uh, you and Mick got there oh, first. Yes, yes, yes. And I said, My... hey, there's something that came for you. And I put it in a office, inner office envelope <laughs> and had it officially, you know, labeled Signed a rookie. 
And he's like, oh, what is it? I, go, I don't know, but some guy came in and said, I sh- you need to open this right away. That was one of Bill Deal's bits. He'd get up and theatrically announce, eh, I think I'm going to take a month off. And they go rip the thing ah. off the calendar. <laughs> that is, oh, that my funny? God, wow. that is wow. hilarious. Up, that's Kent? Bob and Larry. No, well, that's, okay, that's Bob, Bob, and, you'd like that one. Bob, Bob and Roy. Bob and Roy. That's Ray, fellas. Ray and Bob, Bob and Ray. Ray. Hey, Ray, I think I'm going to take the month yep. off. I, uh, take the month off right now. You guys are like this. I went on a rant last week in my house about how you guys don't know anything about Bob and Ray, and you just keep talking about him. And I got looks from my wife and my kid, and they went, <laughs> having no idea what the yeah, hell, who the hell, hell is Bob and Ray. Yep, exactly. It's exactly I what I got. I remember my old man listening to the radio in the car, and Bob and Ray would come on a, on a CBS show called Monitor. Yeah. Monitor. Black and white, black and white. CBS Radio, I said, Matt. Oh, radio. Radio. (laughs) TV hadn't been invented yet. (laughs) It was invented, Matt. Okay. Uh, We had a color set. Uh, You did have a color set? Yeah. Um, Ray Camp. No, no. Ray Camp just sent me an email saying these are only provided for at-work employees. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to mail a big calendar. The next time I go down there, I'm going to steal... A conference room table, yep. 12 <laughs> chairs. You need a monitor? Why a monitor, a, a pallet trailer? full of printing paper, every ink cartridge in the building, and all the yellow highlighters. That's it? Why did Kenny bring okay, down Kenny. his trailer? That's the funny. We ready? Oh, that's is my amp still over there, Chris? I keep forgetting it's Yeah, and I'm about to put it on eBay, so you better get down here. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll try to make it one of these days. Why don't you come days? down here and do the show? I have to bring my computer down there. It's crashing regularly now. I have a f fo- I was looking for a photo for something for promotions, and I have a photo of you and John sitting over here. I can't even I don't even remember what year it's from. But you Me? and John sitting where Rookie is right now. John yeah, Hyde. That's where we sat. Right. Yes, sir. Are you a Keeler fan? I, I mean, I don't. Just be nice. Be nice. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but well, I mean, I'm just wondering if you want to come uh, do the show Friday. I've I've already been planned for on Friday. I'm sorry to uh, you let other people me. make your plans. Okay. Yeah, my my wife as often has already made my plans for yeah. me. All right. So. Ray, Ray Camp, this is war. It is on like the break <laughs> of dawn. Wow. Yeah, uh, we ready. Okay, we're rolling. Are we done? Yes, everybody's done. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. A respected auto industry analyst uh, has told an outfit called Motor Biscuit. I'm unaware of that. I'm unaware of that uh, site, that uh, no matter how the strike goes with the auto workers right now, that new car prices are going to become a growing nightmare situation. Higher labor costs translate to higher vehicle costs in general. However, having three variations, EVs, PHEV, and uh, what's, what's PHEV? Probably a part hybrid EV. EVs, hybrids, and gas-powered versions of each model moving forward will be very costly to automakers. And the uh, 
The uh, analyst name is Dan Levy, Barclays Senior Auto Analyst. He said this will affect union shops, but also non-union ones like Tesla. That's because if there is enough disparity, the non-union shops will vote to unionize. They've, they're already getting lower wages than union members, instead offsetting lower pay with company stock. Uh, anyone uh, uh, in the market for a uh, an electric vehicle? Apparently the price of them are, are going to become extremely high. Hmm. And I, That's I, troubling. I printed this story, and it went from page one to page four, and all of a sudden we're talking about the Apple Watch, and uh, th- that Got has it. nothing to do with the EVs, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> well, it might. I don't know who bought a solid gold Apple Watch, but if you're still wearing it, be very careful because Apple will no longer provide you with repair support. Mm. That means it will no longer make parts available or replace the battery. That latter part is really the only part that matters. There's nothing you can repair on an original Apple Watch that will make it able to uh, to run on modern watch face or apps. Replacing the battery would at least keep it functional in whatever state its software is now forever locked. Hmm. She, meaning the CP, yeah. she lost a bracelet. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, a good big, one. It's a big deal. It's uh, It's got the charms of all the kids on it, and she's beside herself. And I only mention it because I wish I could find that thing. Yeah. How, how has this that become your fault? That would eliminate the game of flaws. Yeah, no, it's is... not. It hasn't become my fault yet. Yet. No, I don't think it will be. Okay. Uh, she's going to find it. My positivity, she's going to go, oh, yeah, I'm such a dummy. I took it off and I put it over here. Not even remembering. That's how your Polish people work. I mean, I can't uh, I can't yeah. come up with it. I, I think it would, it would be a delight to find this for her, but I can't. I uh, found my wedding ring after an app. It was gone for about seven, eight years. <laughs> it was in a... It was in a box of nuts that I had bought from the <laughs> hardware store that were on a shelf. <laughs> and that's where I found it. So now, of course, now it's on my keychain. I think I'm going to put a lost and found ad in the local paper. I uh, I got this wedding ring from my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. It was passed down to me. Mm-hmm. And I promptly, after, oh, I don't know, six, eight months of marriage, I did lose it. Yeah. And I was horrified. And I went over to their house for Christmas Eve one day, had my green Christmas corduroys on, put my hand in my pocket, and there she was. There, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, this thing is... Uh, See, so what I'm... We're, we're, Kenny and I are giving you positive vibes where, oh, wow, I forgot that's what I did with it. I took the uh, trash and the recycling off the curb Monday morning and just dumped it all into the yard Yeah, and I, looked through it. And the guy with the... Carrying the papers came, and he was. Mm-hmm. He stayed away from. He was a little perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> I think just to you know, you you get in tr- yourself into a little bit of trouble every once in a while. Yeah, and just to kind of not help your case out when I, when I see Jennifer, I'll probably say, I bet it was in the trash. I don't think he looked hard enough. I'm Wouldn't sure it, it was in the recycling. Wouldn't it be fun if we had a celebrity homes tour in the city of GL? And we could just drive by the mayor's residence and just kind of show them the kind of 
weird uh, shenanigans that yeah. happen on a daily basis. But prior basis. to that, pour a bunch of trash in his No, yards. if you look to your right, you'll see the mayor of Garage Logic uh, appears to be on his hands and He's knees going through in the garbage. front yard. Looking through an old, <laughs> for an old chicken leg. The neighbor's <laughs> looking on, yep, looks about right. Now, if you, uh, you look to your left now, and it's in the dead of winter, of course, if you driving by the mayor of Garage Logic's home, notice as he's pouring gasoline on his driveway. <laughs> she was only at two places Monday. The grocery store mm-hmm. and the kids' grade school. I told my wife to keep an eye out for it. Did you go back to the school with a metal detector? It wouldn't need a metal detector. It was at, she was at a volleyball game, and apparently someone in the family did go back and look under the bench seat where she was sitting. It wasn't there. If it was at the grocery, both these places are you are you are now dependent on honest people. Mm-hmm. You want to get it back? Yeah. $500 reward. I'll be glad to offer a $500 reward. Put up reward. the signs at the school oh, and the grocery store. 500 Here you go. <laughs> yep. I'll be glad to. I'll be glad yep. to. Well, I hope she finds it. Speaking of find it. Speaking of money, you had a question off the air about the student loan forgiveness program. I have some questions I wanted to uh, relay to some people. Is there any way I can get some information? Yes, this is coming directly from the president of oh, the United well, here States. Here we go then. You can sign up for the SAVE plan at studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Studentaid-gov studentaid.gov slash SAVE. And remember. And remember. Oh, God. Hey, I'll tell you this. It's not a uh, joke. You don't have a Pioneer Press with you today, do you? No. Okay. Because featured in today's St. Paul Pioneer Press. I didn't I have one at home. On the entertainment section. There's a review of a uh, wonderful new place. It's uh, called Nowhere Haunted House in Invergrove Heights. It's got a haunted house, and it's got some mini golf and stuff. And featured in that is a photograph of Media Night, where my family is playing mini golf. I just looked at it today and said, wait a minute, that's us. So I'm I'm featured in the uh, Pioneer Press today. Let let me ask you something. Go, Joe! (laughs) What... This place is called what? It's called Nowhere Haunted House. It does escape rooms. It does mini golf. We went through the haunted house Why? last week. Why? Uh, my kids love. I love going through haunted houses. There's Halloween's not for another month. No, it was. Well, this is where they make their money. Uh, Zivix down on sixty one in Cottage Grove. That's another great place. But Nowhere is a really good haunted house. Did um, I am calling the story up right now. I went through a haunted house. Remember the old house that used to be at Minnehaha Falls? Uh, the old original yes. the white mansion yes. there? Yes, yeah. Uh, that was a haunted house one year, and I took a kid I used to have and his friend. How'd that work and out? And I picked him. By the time I was halfway through it, I had one kid under one arm, one kid under the other arm, and I was forcing my way out of the damn place. It was it was horrible. That's not the it spirit of horrible. it. Not the spirit of it. it was horrible. I am... Is, I'm looking at the picture. That's Sophia, right? Uh, I'm on the right. Mick yeah, I see you. Back. I see Mick. Yeah. Sophia's in the middle. And see, then... I, I'm, I really had high hopes for Sophia. Um, I, I was, you probably might not even know about this, but I was in on some of her shenanigans. I knew what she was yes, up to. Well, true. maybe mom and dad didn't know what, yeah. what was going on. Right. And I really thought that she was going to break away, but she, at her age, what is she, 23 now, 24? She's 20, uh, 22. she just turned 22. 
22. Why is she still hanging out with you nerds? <laughs> Uh, why would she and Meadow are this? in there? Her, her boyfriend James has the white hat. He's a huge garage logician. Um, why would she? Why would she do this? Uh, usually, Dad will take him out for dinner before or something like that, or after, and that's probably why. She <laughs> still really, uh, she still doesn't know the price of toilet paper, even though she moved out about six months ago. I really thought there was a good chance that she was going to end up in county jail at least for a weekend at some point, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to be. I uh, know she's uh, I, uh, she's still pretty good. May I interrupt? This day in history? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what day is it? The Lyman's inform me that the next couple of days they'll be with the kids they used to have up north at a cabin on a lake, uh, north of Grand Rapids. So the Lyman's are unsure about the Wi-Fi. I think they'll come through. Yeah. And if they don't, I've got them covered. You do? Right. Okay. So. Only one lousy thing happened on this day in this state. On October 4th? This is why you're... 1869. Hmm. By the way, did you see where there's a new park in Stillwater, but they're they're having a a controversy now about the name? Uh, Lumberjack Landing or something? You finally got your alert? I got mine a long time ago. Yeah. You know what? The the government doesn't care about you. Well, it's because I shut my phone off, I think. There's a new park at the north end of Stillwater, and the uh, the current name, is, which I think is pretty cool, is Lumberjack Landing. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it's its history was wood and lumberjacks. Right. Right. And and but that's uh, a lot of the prematurely gray-haired forty-two-year-old women in town. They think that's not uh, honoring uh, Native peoples enough, and uh, so. Uh, they want to scrap that name, and they got a petition going so they can call it some unpronounceable name. Okay. So whatever it turns out, I'm sure the park will be lovely. Oh, of course it is. On this day in 1869. Joe, today is October 4th. Well, this was reminding me. That. Why don't they do the right thing <clears throat> and give the entire state of Minnesota back to the Native Americans? It's their land. It would you be admit we're, better. We're squatting on their <laughs> land. Give the entire state back. And we the, wouldn't have to rebuild the governor's mansion. To the right. Sioux and the Ojibwe. And you're right. It would be managed better. Yeah. On this day in 1869. I thought there was only one. Yeah, that there was. While under construction to provide water for mills on the Mississippi River around St. Anthony, a tunnel under Hennepin Island gave way. The 2,000-foot collapse threatened to divert water from the main falls and cut the power source for mills along the river. Local citizens worked to plug the hole until the river froze, and then a dam was built to allow for more permanent measures. Hmm. The repair job took 10 years to complete. Sounds like the government. Mm Mm-hmm. That was in 1869 on this day. That's pretty early in this state. A a tunnel under the falls. Yeah. There you no, have it. That's it. For the that's fl- Nothing else got accomplished. On that's this freaky. Like when you're in Boston and you're under a tunnel where like the that. ocean is above. I don't like that's that. That's very scary. I don't like that. I don't that. like that either. Yeah. Well, when you go uh, through the tunnel into New York on the, uh, the river, that uh-huh. scares me too. See, I always thought tunnels were above the riverbed. No, the tunnels are under the riverbed. It took me a while into adulthood to realize that. But if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. But the tunnel is <laughs> under the river. It's under the river. Got bed. it. 
All right. Well, no, not the not the channel though. The channel is in the water, isn't it? I think the well, channel's under the water. Channel's under under the uh, seabed. Under the I sea. had a friend that was a welder on the channel, and he did it in the water. Well, then maybe it's under the. Uh, he was an underwater welder. I don't know. Underwater welder. Underwater welder. Underwater welder water. Did he get wet when he was underwater weldering? No, but his name is Walter. Walter the underwater welder. Water. Underwater water welder. All right, I gotta go. I, I do too. I gotta play golf. Thanks, GLers. I'm not gonna play. What in the world is this? What in the world is this? It's YouTube. That's what it is. And you subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and it's free, Mr. Screamer. So check that out. Also, when you're done there, head over to GarageLogic.com. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Hundred bucks a year, ten bucks a month. Small price to pay to be in. And that's before show, post show, and a lot of times during the breaks when I think the show is still going, but we're on break and I, I can't tell the difference. Uh, that's Garage Logic Town Council. And for your hoppy, your uh, Halloween shopping, I combine those two. Hopping. Check out GarageLogic.com. There's some great shirts, sweatshirts, caps left over from the uh, Minnesota State Fair, and in our vast hallway, the Hall of clothing you know you walk Hell in there they got a bunch of xls double xls whatever that room is done over at the conus building are you wearing a smedium yeah i've got a smedium so my muscles show <laughs> well that one hall the where hall all the stuff the hall, of, hall of clothing where all the promotional stuff is where I they get all their ordering stuff by the mail room than i may have oh going, that thing's been emptied out for no there's still stuff in there where am I gonna find no, that GD help. bracelet? Huh? If it if she drops it in front of Highland High School, you'll never see it again. Well, but I'm I wasn't gonna say this on the show, but in all seriousness, have you checked eBay? No, I wouldn't. You you should. Because if some kid found it, they're trying to sell it. Have you checked with Moeller? <laughs> I'm, Joe, I'm not, I'm not trying to right I'm not trying to be a smartass. I'm being deadly serious. <laughs> I gotta write this down. How about with that pencil? You need paper? eBay. What are some other secondary sites, John? Craigslist. Craigslist. Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace. And then also you can set the parameters on Facebook Marketplace. And here's the thing. Don't confront. If you find it on one of these sites and you see a picture of it, don't confront the person right away. Just buy it. Just, well, no. You say, yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. Can Can we meet in person? Come on over to my basement. Facebook, eBay, Uh, Moeller, Craigslist. Hmm. Um, finding a a charm bracelet and selling it is not against the law. They didn't steal it from her. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, but at least that would be the set in motion. Um, the process. Well, by they which probably he got it. would want a hundred bucks. Nobody for it. wants a, a charm bracelet that. that says Andy on it. You know, I mean that's pretty custom. Uh, So on eBay, for example, right, I gotta run. you would just go to bracelets, rest. right? Jewelry. Why does this keep going on? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on and buy it, and I'll sell it to Joe. Hey, I, uh, you want to buy? A, I spent a uh, hundred bucks on it. It's now worth a thousand. Yeah, I up the price. Wait, are his headphones still on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So did Thomas or whatever his name come by to borrow your stuff, or what? What is this? text that you sent us oh no that's Reavers. no that was me 
That was Reber. That was my neighbor. He's putting up new siding, and some dumbass oh. from Shakopee rolled up, and his trailer hitch was dragging on the ground in front of my house. So he oh. was pretending it was Thomas, and, and I he said, needed my... Yo, Matt, uh, I need to borrow your truck. Because that's what he wanted to buy, borrow the truck when he had his fridge delivered. <laughs> There's no way that trailer's a rental. No. No. I also sent it to my brothers, which created a... Uh, a litany of reaction. From There's 380,000 charm bracelets on eBay. And one Ooh, alert system. The alarm system. is going off. I can't go through 380,000 charm bracelets. You probably won't have to. Well, just tell her to do it because she'll notice or how to, you know. Yeah, but you also have, have it, all of them on eBay where you just <clears> need <throat> to whittle it down to St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, should I type in... Charm bracelet, St. Paul, Minnesota. I, I think you should let the CP do it because this is going to take you about 20,000 times longer. But that's the whole point of him doing it, Chris. He needs he, he needs to, to be the hero. It. You're right. Yeah. I don't care who the hero is, just so somebody's the hero. Well, okay, that narrows it down to three. Well, you could always just go down and see Mark and have it replaced. Well, that's what she's going to have to do. It's covered by insurance. Well, why don't you do it? Because I don't you... know what she wants on the damn thing. Oh, God. Yeah. How did, why is she still married to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Joe. What? <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm ready for you. Chris found it. No, I did. Uh, I don't even know what it looks like. Price to renovate governor's mansion doubles. The governor's governor's mansion just doubled. Okay. See you, bros. See you, Rock. See you, Rock. Uh, only fans cop in Minneapolis. Is that one word? I don't know. Come on. Only fans cop in Minneapolis is discovered. What did I say so far? Only fans cop in Minneapolis. What is this movie? Found out by a motorist she stopped. Huh. Okay. Uh, I get to that's pretty good. I think that's going to be my headline. EV prices set to rise. Set to rise. Anything else? John Height. Yep. Did you guys know they had the Pavic thing last night? I, I did not know that. that. Who got, uh, who made it in? My gal Lee Valsvik. She went in. I did. Why, when did they switch it to a Tuesday? Wasn't it always usually a Saturday night? I think when oh, we yeah. went, right? It was, yeah. wasn't it? When we went for Joe and Pat, it was both on Saturday both times, night. Yeah. Yep. Lee's awesome. I liked working with her. 
I even worked with her. Yeah, she's cool. She's all right. Well, it ain't on eBay and it ain't on Craigslist. I don't have a Facebook account. I would seriously tell Jennifer to look it up because I guarantee you there's a filter or a, you know what I mean? There's um, things you can select. They're going to narrow down the field. Yeah, I just did. I did eBay and narrowed St. Paul, Minnesota and got three. Hmm. What do I call it? Charm bracelet? Yep. John, don't forget to send me new stories. I'm, or I'm right in the middle trying to find another one. I got two left, or one left. Thank you. Yeah. It would only be worth something to somebody to sell, because they don't have kids with those names. Right. Why do I hear Rod Stewart? Well, well you, it's not Rod well, Stewart. Not you Rod don't know Stewart. your music, do you? Floyd. It's Big Floyd. So... He wish you were here. Who's playing? Kenneth Allen. There's a bunch on the Facebook Marketplace search. Uh, Any from St. Paul. Egan is the closest. So, so you think you can tell? Heaven from hell. Blue skies from pain. They only want five bucks. Thank you. Probably not it. Is there a lot of pink on it? No, this one has a Tiffany box. Never mind. It's gold, and then all the charms are different. It's insured for quite a bit. Jeez, just get a check and get it over with. Why are you bothering me with this stuff? I'm not. You did it on your own. Here's a 72 Chevy C10 for 5200 <laughs> What kind of shape is it in? It's in Kenny shape. I want one for up at the lake. I want to I want This is the up. one. This is the one. the only Pink Floyd song I like. There's a few I like. A few. Those hippies can suck it. Those hippies can suck it. There's a trebuchet, 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 is that how you pronounce it? A pumpkin chucker for sale. Pumpkin chucker? 
trebuchet. Is that how you pronounce it? Tre- trebuchet? I, I didn't know I it had know. a different. I didn't Some know it had kind a of French name. word. <laughs> Frenchy. You've seen those things, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't really, really have cool. a, a different name though. Well, what do you call them? A pumpkin thrower? No, it's a trebuchet. A trebuchet, a type of catapult. <laughs> That's how we used to break into the castles during the Dark Ages. They used as teaching tools in high school and colleges. Huh. I've never heard that. I, see, I learned something today on the show. There you go. It's got to be pretty depressing to find out you learned it from me. <laughs> Kenny, I think you're quite smart. How'd you feel about that? Uh, Podcast loaded title boom. So what are you doing, a corn maze or some apple orchard thing where you're going to hold hands all day on Friday? Is that why you can't? No, John. Me. I'm I'm guessing there's going to be hand-holding involved. Uh, I believe we were, you know what? I think apple orchards was her plan. That's amazing that you guessed that. You know what, though? What the hell? That place that's out by me. Yes. No. Um, no. 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 Just let no, me out, Kenny. No. It's a no. freaking gold mine. Right. But here's here's the other thing: the apples at the apple orchards are much better than the ones in the store. Um, well, I'm not here to dispute that. I'm just saying, Kenny. This guy, as I know, the guy that owns that just bought it. It's, I'm not it's, ripping them. I'm ripping the people who oh, go yeah. there. You're a bunch of he's ripping, he's ripping me. And hold yeah. hands. <laughs> but Kenny, it's it's state fair uh, all over. It, it's no. two months of work. Do you leave the man parts actually at home or in the car? <laughs> where to where the man parts? Go? In her purse in the car. Uh, <clears throat> I'll see you boys tomorrow. You hitting them today? No. I'm going to go for a walk. And look for that bracelet. I'm gonna look for it. Bye, Ken. <laughs> All right. Well, but um, yeah. Okay. I guess. I guess that's all we got to say about that. All right. Well, you know what, Chris? I'm leaving Is, now too. 